Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Will, and I'm actually sitting on a train right now, riding back from Raleigh, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live. I was up there yesterday doing a podcast with Woody Lockwood and Chris Powers. These guys own Trophy Brewing. If you look up Trophy Brewing, it's a phenomenal business. It is very well respected. It's just a loved brand in the Raleigh, sort of Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, Triangle area. Um, we talk about their story of growth, really uh, impressive growth since they opened their first trophy uh, with 14 seats. Trophy Brewing opened with 14 seats in 2012. Uh, and they are now up to several locations. They've got uh, hundreds and hundreds of total seats, uh, over 100 employees, but just down-to-earth, humble, nice, caring, authentic, genuinely hospitable guys. We're proud to serve them. We've known them for a while. They've been a great customer for a long time. And, uh, we just had a wonderful conversation sitting out on the patio of their original location where they recently expanded. And... Um, they're now renovating the original part because they expanded into the next door uh, building and it's wonderful to see and they're great guys and it's a cool story so check it out thanks for listening and uh we'll have more uh, episodes coming up soon see you all right what's up y'all it's will here at schedule fly and uh man this is an exciting day so i'm in raleigh north carolina right now I'm at Trophy Brewing, the original location of Trophy Brewing, and we're going to talk about that. Um, Chris Powers and Morty Lockwood are here, owners of this place. I'm going to crack open a Trophy Wife beer, their signature beer. Stuff is all. Is there? A tr- there's a Trophy Husband too, isn't there? There is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Um, there we go. All right, now we're in business, <laughs> guys. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having thanks for us. Being here, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk about the. Uh, they've got some co- co-branded Schedule Fly Nike shoes in front of them. We'll talk about it in a minute. But um, there's some. You'll hear some construction here on the episode, and that is because they. Uh, y'all started at the location we're sitting here at, um, or the building that's attached here next door. You started with a 14 seat bar at that location. What year? Uh, that was in 2012. and twelve. 12. So yes. here we are, t- early 2020, so eight years later. Um, you're, re- you're renovating that. You've just opened. You've got over 100 seats here. You'll have over 200 when you're done there, but that's not it. You've got, I mean, how, I don't even, I can't even keep up. You guys are growing. Like, how many locations yeah. and how many total seats do you all have across your group now? Ooh, that's a tough one. Total seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you keep a total seat count? Man, we should be. But So we have four locations total. Four um, locations yeah. total. Okay. Our original spot um, here was. Uh, start off with 14 seats like you mentioned and then we added on things here and there so we added the outdoor patio first the covered outdoor patio then we well first we added a dining room area which had added 12 seats um, and then we added the outdoor covered patio then we added the front patio in front of it and then we'd been sitting pretty there for uh, a couple years and then we started renovating the side um, so across the four locations we've got a lot of seats yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> Good answer. All right. Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah, hundreds now. Seats, we're also yeah. expanding at State of Beer, so we're gonna actually going to have some that. indoor okay. seating there as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Was that on Instagram or something recently? I yep. saw something about that. What are you all doing there? Yeah. Our friends, uh, our neighbors, Renology, have decided to move to a new location across town. So when that space became available, we were like, yeah, we, the thing we're lacking the most is indoor seating. So we only have those bar stools in there. Right. So when the weather's bad it's not it's not the tough, most popular because you've got the outdoor yeah. you got a lot of seating outside right. right yeah in north carolina you end up having days like this in january where it's right. uh 
you know, perfect patio weather. It's like 60-something and sunny mm-hmm. in January here. Yeah, which is Crazy. insane. But then tomorrow it's going to be, or the next day or something like that, it's going to be like it's going to start to get cold, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, it can always get into those February or March days where it's snowing and uh, sleeting and people are scared to, to drive very far. And we're right in the center of town there at State of Beer, so people can walk to it from all the apartments or after work. And it's a great location for it. Um, it's also going to give us opportunity to do some private events over there, which is something we haven't been able to do because we have been so limited. Um, and it's going to make that space feel less crowded. It's going to move some of the things that we were doing on the, on the original side into the new space, give us some more seats, give us some more uh, room for some games uh, and some more areas just to chill and spend a little bit of time. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, okay, so eight years in. How many, y'all, how many people did y'all have when you first started? Well, actually, we're, we're more like 11 years in total. Okay. Because we opened up an original location in 2009 at the Busy Bee Cafe. Oh, the bi- that's right, that's the Busy right. Bee. Yeah. yeah, we opened up okay. April 6th of 2009, and that was um, crazy. We were just talking about it last night for employee party. We started in 2009, um, and we were open for coffee, opened at 6 a.m. every day, and then we closed at 2 a.m. every day. So there was really only about an hour and a half wow. that there wasn't somebody in that building. Really? We would actually overlap sometimes. We'd see The closer would see the opener. The closer would see the opener. And that was your yeah. first, so y'all started that, and then... Yeah, we were young and dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that place was really good. Yeah. It was really popular. Mm-hmm. Um, not, but not now, the coffee part. Yeah. Not the coffee part? <laughs> no? It, it was before its time downtown. There wasn't as many people living downtown. And, you know, p- folks were commuting to our, 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 our RTP or Durham or something oh. like that. You know, people weren't coming into downtown. We didn't have Citrix. We didn't have a lot of those employers that we do now. Yeah, Ashley Christensen had a coffee place around there sometime for a while, didn't she? It was after yeah. us. Jewel. After you? After and us, And then Jewel, did yeah. she close that? Mm-hmm. The Wilmore was there before her, even. And then Jewel came, and they, we, all the coffee shops closed right there on that block. That, that street, yeah. It's hard. Coffee's tough. Coffee's tough. Um, Sir Walter Coffee. Have you ever been? You guys go over there? Shout out. They yeah, Kevin's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, I love Kevin. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's opened his second location. Um, well, okay, so you did that, and then, but now there's, but you changed the. Uh, that's Trophy Tap and Table, right? So yeah. Everything is the under the Trophy brand now. Yeah. Okay. So at the Busy Bee, we celebrated everybody else's beer, and yeah. now we're just celebrating our own beer. Yeah. There, you know, we really see it as a partnership between the breweries and the kitchen, our our, our brewery and the kitchen, because um, beer and food, those pairings and those ideas of those things need to be elevated, and that's what we're working on. Okay. And that. You know, it wasn't an option when we only had the three-barrel system here on Morgan Street. We didn't have enough beer. You know, yeah. We didn't have the volume to support anywhere else. So, um, Once we had that volume, when Trophy Maywood got going, it, it made sense for us to transition to tap and table. Now, when you all, okay, so in 09, you opened Busy Bee. You probably had a couple dozen people there or something like that total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many do you have now? How many employees do you all have? So company-wide, we have 112. Whew. Man. Which is yeah. crazy to say out loud. It's crazy. And uh, it hits home every two weeks. <laughs> it hits home every two weeks. Well, you know, that's a, I mean, y'all are kind of, you're, you're learning as you grow. I mean, you're going to sure. ha- and you're going to keep having more and more people. And mm-hmm. your, your responsibilities have, I'm sure, changed For sure. dramatically since then. Mm-hmm. Have you found that, I mean, I know you still enjoy it, but is it, it um, do you like having the challenge of learning new aspects of the business? Because as you grow, I mean, that's that's a there's a lot more things you have to take on. There's also a lot more you have to let go of. Um, For sure, which, which sometimes is a hard thing to do. It is hard because most restaurateurs get in, you know, chefs or um, bartenders or people that are from the business that get into the restaurant, like owning or partnering in a business, they want to stick around with what they're good at. You know, yeah. the things that they know, things that you know. 
Yeah. But eventually you have to kind of let some of those things go, figure out what, what makes sense to be spending your time on, which something that we're not always great at, but this is something that we're working on is building our team, putting some responsibilities on each member of our team, leaning on their strengths and focusing our time on what makes the business solvent, you know? Yeah, you say that, you say you're not great at it, but y'all have done an amazing job. You built an incredible business with a great reputation. But why do you say that? What is that? There's so many things that I think, like, that I love to do that I don't necessarily need to be doing. You yeah. know, like, there's so many things that we, we, we do the orders at State of Beer. So we deal with reps, distributors all the time. You know, when we really could, you know, figure out a layer between us and the reps in order to make those orders happen quicker yeah. or, like, you know, just things that are a little bit... Um, could be somebody else's time instead of our time yeah but it's something we like to do you know like most of our friends with the reps we love the working with wholesalers that also keeps us in contact with other breweries regularly you know what's happening what other people are doing wineries too you know wineries and um, wine distributors whereas we may not have as much uh, direct contact as we would if we weren't placing those orders so you know guys i think that there's a there's a lot of value in that that like i mean i i came up here today so i'm not answering our phones today hank is but on days when i'm home i answer our phone calls our 800 phone calls i i like i will, i'd never want to lose like the day i have to give that up is, is almost a, a bad thing right because it keeps me engaged with the people that use our service it keeps me on a one-on-one relationship with our customers and uh and you know and i i give them my cell phone like y'all you know like i want people to be able to uh, that's important uh, it's important yeah. to not let go of you know the, some of the little things that kind of got you helped your business be successful in that's the first true, place. Yeah. That's, it, that's true. You yeah, I mean that's the only way you're going to see things that need to be fixed, things that are going wrong, things that are going right. It's a never-ending battle, you know, mentally trying to figure out where we should be, what we should be doing. We can't be in the restaurants till you know four in the morning anymore. We don't want to be necessarily, yeah. you yeah. know, but we want to be there. We want to know what's going on. We want to be you know empowering people and or giving them what they need. Yeah. Um, to do and we job, can't do yeah. that if we don't know what we're talking about, if we're never there. So, yeah. you know, it's a, it's almost a, a guilty thing, guilty feeling sometimes when you can't be there all the time, but we have families now. We, have, we yeah. both have kids now. And we both have kids. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a never ending balancing act of trying to figure out where you should be and what's the most valuable use of our time is. Yeah. I, it's hard to go, you know, our days start a lot earlier than they have in the past. You know, it starts at 6 a.m. when the kids get up. Yes. And then, you know, work also starts a little bit earlier that way, too. And then so it's a little bit harder to be out there till 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. helping close down the restaurants. So. How many kids do you have, Chris? I have one. How old? Uh, she's going to be a year old next week. Oh, so. congrats, man. Yeah, it's pretty Little wild. Girl. Well, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's It's been an awesome experience. Luckily, I, you know, have a a lot of good people to lean on for advice on certain things and that's helpful yeah. and that's also helpful to hear some of the traumatic things other people are going through so it's like Damn, you know it's not that bad yeah. <laughs> or like yeah, you know, learn something so. yeah just wait till she's a teenager dude oh man <laughs> my daughter's 15 oh, she's awesome man <laughs> it's fun <laughs> it's wild yeah no they're um yeah, man the kids are great how about you Woody how many kids do you have uh, my daughter's about to turn three, and then I have a son that's uh, seven months. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. You guys we're, are really in the thick of it. Right yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have even, I already respected you all, but, <laughs> but doing what you're doing and running a business like this as successful as it is and having the little ones like that, that's, that's no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's just a lot. What's <laughs> it's, it's a, you know they require a lot of attention, but you want to give them a lot of attention. And, and, uh, for sure. For sure. And it'll be cool for them to see, to grow up with a growing business and learn from y'all and 
learn how to wash dishes. That's the plan. Yeah, learn yeah. how to wash dishes and learn how this all this stuff works. I mean, it's it's a uh, that's a that'll be a great learning experience for him for yeah. sure. I grew growing up, I got to work in a family business and get an an insider view of how you know businesses are run, and uh, it's an experience that you can't really. I mean, it's priceless. You know, it, you get to see both sides of it. You hear the personal side when you're home with the family. You also see the business how it's run and be like learn a lot. You know, yeah. being in it. So I can't wait. We're going to make our kids wash dishes for sure. Absolutely. Heck yeah, they are. Yeah. Got to start. You got to start at the bottom. That's right. That's right. right. Earn That's your right. way up. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, so, uh, I mean, you, you all just keep, you all have just so much going on all the time with you're growing and you're expanding and um, you're, you've created a, I mean, the trophy name and the trophy brand is just extraordinarily well known and respected and admired, you know, in this area and uh, um, in the Raleigh area and, where you have all of your, your physical presence. Where, how far are you distributed with? Not very far. We, uh, we go to the, just the Triangle area okay. four days a week. Uh, we have two vans that deliver for us. We self-distribute. Uh, we, we go to Charlotte every other month. Mm-hmm. So okay, I was going to ask you if you, I, where, where, yeah, where mm-hmm. are you in Charlotte? Uh, our friends at Salute always are really supportive. Okay. Uh, Brawley's. Brawley's. I get bottle. people ask me a lot if that's my place. Brawley's beverage. <laughs> uh, that place has been there forever. It yeah. is. Yeah. I don't know them, but uh, we share a last name, and uh, I bet they're not relatives. But uh, he's awesome. He's I've awesome. heard he's a great yeah. dude. He's a great dude. Great yeah. member of that community. Does a lot for beer, and also his neighbors and stuff. Really community minded. That's how we really get along with him. Shares okay. a lot of our same opinions on stuff. So, what's his first name? Yeah. Michael. Will? No. Michael. Michael Brawley. Yeah. Michael. Yeah. I'm going to go say hey to Michael. Yeah. I'm going to go buy some of your beer there. I didn't know you. I didn't know y'all were in Charlotte. We I, mean, I don't get out a lot, though. I get, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of lame. <laughs> Jason at Salud comes through quite a bit and okay. uh, gets our beer, too. Okay. Or we deliver down there, too. So. Yep. Do, you, do you aim to expand that footprint, or do you aim to just grow your physical presence more in Raleigh, open more locations, and do more here? Or both. <laughs> the plan is to move more. First priority is to move more in-house. Uh, yeah. We have big plans over on Maywood Avenue where we're going to build an event facility and another restaurant. So we're hoping a large volume of beer, uh, yeah. you know, can get moved over there. Okay. Um, but you no, know, no big plans for growth. I think we we have a couple of markets in mind. We just started going to the beach last year for the first time um, in the warmer months. So you know, six months mm-hmm. out of the year, we go there once every other week. Yeah. Um, what beach? You go to Wilmington? Or? Go to Wilmington. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we have some folks that come and pick up beer at locations there for l- further north or south. So. Okay. Um, we don't go, uh, so we don't really distribute any other markets outside of North Carolina with any regularity. Okay. I mean, we, we brew, this year we're going to brew about 6,000 barrels of beer. 6,000. Uh, and we sell that all here. That's insane. It's a, it's a lot of beer. Um, I mean, we're, we're obviously not on the scale of um, some of the bigger guys in the area, but it's something that's important to us to like take care of our home market, make sure people get the beer that they want, beer that we're proud of, and yeah. continuing to watch us grow and putting beer in front of people. Yeah. Um, we do send beer outside of the state when we travel, which is which is cool. You know, like if we go to GABF, we send beer out to our friends at True, and they help distribute it, send it out What's a little GABF? bit. What's uh, GABF? It's the Great American Beer Festival. It's oh, yeah, year. yeah, okay. Um, and through that, going out there for GABF, we've actually gotten to gain some fans in, in, in Denver and Colorado that come back and visit us. Okay. In North Carolina. The goal nice. is always to get beer out to bring people back to, to Raleigh. It's yeah. a big part of what we want to do is celebrate Raleigh and share Raleigh with more people. And as we find 
places that we love if they're willing to do an event with us while we're out there you know carry our beer while we're out there that's like those are magical moments it's a dream you get to go to your favorite bars in the country and have your beer there it's like we always get giddy when it happens what we don't want is to just ship beer out you know to whatever state or city and yeah you know find that it might be sitting on the shelf six months later and someone buys it and you know doesn't have a good experience with with our brand so we like it to be in areas that we we can see it and make sure it's uh you know being served fresh being handled properly and yeah i mean does that is that become an issue with distribution if you're sending it to halfway across the country or whatever with timing yeah. and freshness i mean we're always scared that as soon as we let the beer out of our hands it's not gonna you know yeah. my fear is always yeah. it's gonna sit yeah. hot on the deck on a dock somewhere waiting right. for somebody other truck right. to pick it to move it somewhere else that's why if we go to different markets which is you know small amounts of beer we use uh, brewery related distri- distribution or okay. people that really understand craft um cold shipment whenever possible I'm always worried about a guy checking into our beer in Colorado and being like, dang, this thing is, you know, it doesn't taste right. Or this seems, is this really what Trophy's trying to do? And I take it personal. We see something on Untapped. It's like, why is it that, why doesn't, why didn't they like this beer? Or what happened to the beer between the time we made it and it got shipped out there? Untapped. Uh, they're, are they in North Carolina business? Uh, they are. Yeah. Actually, they have a, they have they an in office Charlotte? in Wilmington. Uh, Wilmington. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. in Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What, they tell did me that, about Untapped. They did that big event in Charlotte last year. Okay, I thought I, heard, I mean I've heard of them, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what. I, so it's a rating and review website. Okay, um, where you can go in, you create an, an account, you go in, and when you go to a brewery, you can even check into the brewery, and you can try a beer and then leave your thoughts on the beer. Okay, and it's on a five-star um, kind of system. So it's sort of like a Yelp for. Beer, specifically yeah. for breweries yeah is it pretty widely used it must be if it is incredibly it's, yeah yeah it's all over the country or all over the country okay. yeah and even internationally um there's that and there's also rate beer which rate beer is another similar kind of model to that um but uh untapped is something that's more widely used here in north carolina for sure yeah Okay, so you just put the okay, got it. So it's so like you 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 look for comments on there about yeah. yeah. We always want to see people's feedback on our beer and see how they're tasting it. You know, if it was a beer that we loved and we put it out there and people didn't like it, we want to know about it. And that's easy. I mean, that's people can leave feedback anonymously. You have to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, you do have to take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> it's but not, we don't obsess over. Yeah. Well, because but because the reality is like more people leave than the you know the the negative whatever. I mean, a lot of people yeah. are just. You know, I'm never going to leave anything about, but I I love your beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I really enjoy it. I don't have the app and I, I won't, but I mean, it's great beer. And, and but you know, it, and you, you have like, um, signature lines or one that ones that you, I mean, you've had this for quite a while, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then you're also always, is it monthly or is it seasonally? Like how often do you come up with, or is it weekly we've, or? We've expanded what we offer regularly. We offer wife, uh, trophy husband, our whip beer. We just added Mort's, a new Pilsner. We invested in some uh, lagering tanks. Okay. Um, so we're doing Mort's full time. We're doing Milky Way for all the colder months. Um, nice. What am I husband back in, yeah. Yeah. So we do, so it's kind of. Cloud Surfer. How did I forget? Our second, <laughs> second it's selling beer. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, every beer is changing all the time. There are things we go back to seasonally, like El Hombre just dropped, and that was, you know, we do that once a year, once or twice a year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's supposed to be for the colder months, but it's 70 degrees. Yeah, so. I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> but our, our, uh, all of our other tanks are rotating constantly. And our pilot system, the original system from here is over at Maywood now. Um, we brewed over 100 different beers on that system last year. So 100? literally we didn't, over re- we didn't repeat any beers on that system. Wow. The whole idea is to be you know testing things, trying things. Okay, um, so a couple a week then. 
Yeah. yeah. On so average, I mean. About three a week. So yeah. total. Because we do about, um, we did 164 new beers total, unique beers last year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. On both wow. systems. Yeah. It's insane. Between, yeah, between the large system and the small system. And that's things, so the average. How do you come up with week. all these different flavors? That's, in, that's, that's impressive. A lot of sampling, man. We're always constantly seeing what's out there, what new yeah. beers are coming through there. And we're always reading websites and listening to blog or listening to podcasts, reading blogs about other brewers' experiences with different ingredients. We want to try it. You know, there's brewer, so many ingredients out there. There's so many different ingredients. What, what are some of the most unique or unusual ingredients that y'all have used? Um, so last year, this is actually a really interesting stat because I just looked it up yesterday. But we did about um, we used about five thousand pounds of North Carolina fruit last year. North Carolina, North Carolina fruit. fruit. So okay. I blueberries, obviously blueberries, blackberries, blackberries. strawberries. Yeah. Um, we did a ton with peaches and watermelon last year. Um, and that's all really? for beers that are for release this year or planning to be released later on. Um, it's an awesome feeling to go to the farmer's market and talk to a farmer, try some of the, something that they have and say, um, can you get me 2,000 pounds of this? <laughs> <laughs> and it usually is followed up by uh, do what now? <laughs> but it's awesome because you go there and you meet some of these folks that are actually working on these family farms that have been growing these things for years and necess- you know, haven't necessarily had a huge outlet like that. And we buy it. Say, hey, send me 2,000 pounds of blueberries. We'll process them, use them for the year. That's, That's pretty incredible. Cool. Yeah. I mean, you're making their year. Like for a, sure. Where it's, you know, it's going to affect how they plant for next year. It's yeah. going to affect how they think about that particular fruit. And it should actually affect how other breweries think about buying puree from Oregon or from some other country. You know, we want to think about North Carolina as our home base. What? Um, oh, go ahead, Woody. No, I was going to say that's not the most unusual, but that's what we're most proud of. Yeah, that's pretty much. Well, you should yeah. be. That's amazing. Yeah. What is the what percent of the beer market is craft beer now? Approaching ten. It's, it's approaching ten percent, okay, like and 10. it's still gaining. It's still yeah. growing. Um, but we're always fighting Alco seltzers and uh, <laughs> truly White Claw and those the seltzers uh, of the world. But I think we're still gaining people. Yeah, you know, I think you have to be smarter about what you offer, be better at educating and getting people excited about it. Um, but craft is still still growing, so for sure it is. And what you're doing, so that story, that's uh, I mean, when you're going and using all this local fruit mm-hmm. and you're helping local farmers, you you've added this a beautiful addition. You have local businesses that provided all the everything you do here. That's um. Mm-hmm. That's meaningful to people now. People are paying attention to that more, and, and so you know that's that's such a different story than some of the you know big. And now they're all like internationally owned. Uh, yeah. All the, all the big brewers or whatever. For um, sure. People. So you've just got it's almost like unlimited opportunities just in the Raleigh market, really. And as you can see, because the Raleigh's grown. Yeah. Um, Another side note: we purchased about sixty-eight thousand pounds of locally grown grain this year. Sixty-eight thousand pounds. Pounds. Locally, meaning North Carolina, grown or in Wa- actually grown in Wake County, Wake County, Golly. yeah, which yeah. is insane. I mean, this is from a small family farm. We work with a company called Epiphany Craft Malt. Um, they are based in Durham. Um, this guy, his name is Sebastian Wolfham, who started the company with an intention of teaching farmers that there is, or showing farmers that there is a way to make money on growing uh, brewers' grain or you know barley and things like that, three row, two row, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I bet until not that. I mean, fairly recently, there, there weren't a lot of blueberry farmers thinking, you know, I could sell a couple thousand pounds of these things to, uh, you know, these dudes making to beer. beer. I know. Yeah. Dude, the best feeling is this going is back incredible in. incredible for North Carolina agriculture. For I sure. mean, the, the ability to 
leverage all these different products, it's got to be changing the nature of how agriculture is, uh, or how the farmers are are thinking about it for sure. Thinking about their business and how they can grow their business and where they can mm-hmm. sell yeah, their products. Yeah, we find more and more and more farmers that are willing to plan ahead with us. You know. And, ask what we want to do and you know they're excited they know that's a guaranteed like we're going to buy such a big volume so it's not as much of a risk for them so and you meet mm-hmm. these guys at like the farmer's market yeah literally yeah. like and the, the funnest part is like you know the going through the initial conversation say okay give me two thousand pounds of this um and then going back in three weeks or four weeks and bringing them the beer that was made with that it's mind-blowing like the guys are like the folks that are there n- not necessarily big beer drinkers but they're like you, you you put blueberries in this beer and they open it up and like oh my god this is great i love that beer and it you know kind of spreads you know the other farmers hear about you wanting to buy all that those pounds of local fruit those guys are excited about it and they're stopping by the brewery you know which we're right across the street those guys stop over there and say i heard about that strawberry rhubarb beer you made or i heard about that blueberry beer you bought from you know, those berries you bought from whitfield and you know i want to try it which is a cool thing because we're bringing That's people really into cool. it that's got to so. be cool to be a farmer and have some beer that has your blueberries <laughs> yeah like that. it's so cool so they um that's really interesting so the um because you, you i mean north carolina's just got a really good climate and a diverse landscape for just a lot of good different i mean i, I knew for restaurants i hadn't thought about it for what y'all are doing yeah, yeah for sure we've uh i mean i mentioned blueberries blackberries um watermelon was a huge thing and for us this year and then peaches and then apples uh, of course um we've done some cider projects with other uh, a cider out of dc that used north carolina apples we purchased uh shit shoot sorry oh that's all right no <laughs> uh, dude you can say yeah. okay i mean we purchased a couple hundred gallons of a, a specific type of apple juice called gold rush um which is actually from um, western north carolina and it's a connection that they had said let's use this it's north carolina juice shipped it to us and it's we added it to one of our sour beers and then it's conditioning together and it's ready for release. But that project started six months ago, seven months ago, and we're waiting for it to come to fruition. So, Who are some of the, um, whether they be maybe some local and then some of the ones that are in different parts of the country, who are, who are some of the other breweries that you all admire or follow or know or, you know, you're friends with or you collaborate with? Uh, Night Shift is one out of Boston that we love. So Night Shift. We look forward to going up there yearly and doing a collab, and they come down here, and we sort of reciprocate, you know. How'd you get um, to know them? Going up to a festival called Extreme Beer Fest okay, up festival. in Boston. Yeah. All right. So became friendly with them. That's actually, it, that's a really great story about how that kind of started. It was they, these guys were brewing at night, and they called it their Night Shift. They oh, were Night Shift. a one-barrel brew house, which is um, 30 gallons of beer at at the time, and then the first year we met them, we, we you know hit it up because they were a small brewery just like us trying to figure things out, um, and then stayed in contact, and they started to grow. We started to grow. Learned a lot from them as they were growing, good and bad, because they were like, don't do this or do this for sure. Yeah. Um, and they, we've been able to kind of like share information and help each other as, as we grow. Those guys have grown exponentially way faster than we have, but um, they've always kept in mindset that you know the beer's first, craft is the most important thing that we can do, um, and we always admire them for that. That's cool. OMF. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Our friend, our good friends at Our Mutual Friend in Denver was one of our favorite our brewers to work with. Our Mutual Friend. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's confusing to say something. It is. And when you say it to somebody, they're like, what, are you <laughs> not going to tell us who your yeah, friend right. is? <laughs> not confusing cool. out there because everyone knows who they are. Yeah. They're, they're in Denver? Yeah, they're in yeah. Denver. They're called, uh, They're everyone refers to them as OMF. OMF. Um, but they're friends of ours, too, that we met at a beer festival one time, hit it off, stayed good friends, and have been able to exchange and do collabs 
both directions. So we've had Brandon come out and brew a beer with us. We went out and brewed a beer with them. Then had Jan come out and participate in a collab the last time and go back and forth and really kind of show them what North Carolina beer scene's about. And then we go out there and we have a, a, a way in the door in the, in the Colorado beer scene. What does that mean? Okay, tell me, walk me through that. I hear about, I mean, this industry is like full of all these collaborations. I hear about mm-hmm. it all the time. What happens? Like you go out there, you get on a plane, you fly out there. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all go and what do you do while you're there? It kind of depends. So like um, if we go, like when we went to OMF the last time, we started the conversation about what do you want to brew? What haven't you guys brewed lately? What have you seen that we're brewing that you're excited about and vice versa? Just kind of talking about it. So you Dude, don't have a, you go out there without... No, we do. We do. We, oh, okay. we make a plan beforehand. We start an email chain a couple months in advance okay. and then start okay. to gather all the materials that we need. So, like, if we're going to do something uh, something that's grain heavy, we have a lot of really great heirloom grain in North Carolina. So we'll say, hey, we really want to use triticale or we want to use um, bloody butcher corn or something like that. Like, we want to share a taste of North Carolina and experience that we've had here brewing and add that to what they're doing. Okay. And then vice versa. So, like, I sent them North Carolina rum barrels. Um, from our friends out at, in the Outer Banks um, to condition a beer that, that was a hybrid grain bill of um, stuff that we had used in the past and stuff they had used in the past, but it's being conditioned in North Carolina grain barrels or North okay. Carolina rum barrels. So you send them the barrels. Got the barrels shipped out there. Okay. We'll, we'll either ship them grain or bring grain with us. Uh, okay. We've even been known to travel with kegs because <laughs> you can bring a keg on a flight. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm not sure if you're supposed to, but we... <laughs> they lost it. Remember, I, I flew in after Chris last trip, and he brought the keg and then lost it. And I was trying to catch up with everybody. Chris was like, can you go to the lost and found at the end? Uh, you lost a keg? The, Are you serious? Yeah, they, the they lost it. I like it was So we packed it in a box. <laughs> it looked very legit. And it was written on the side. It's like, Chris Powers, here's my address, things like that. And it weighs, you know, 48 pounds. Um, and I showed up. They're like, uh, your luggage didn't make it. My luggage? I was like, shh, okay. Um <laughs> What do I do? And I'm thinking the whole time. And there's we're supposed be to be pouring at, at, the, at an event that night. So I was like, hey, dude, are you, I know you're coming in after. Would you mind stopping by Lost and Found and see if my luggage showed up? <laughs> of course, I'm wearing trophy gear. And they're like, you're here for the keg. Huh? Yeah. Then it became known that it was the keg. It and was the keg. That is hilarious. Yeah. yeah the, the guys were like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Let's go ahead and tap into yeah, this. Yeah, like, anybody got a tap yeah. around here somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. So okay, so you go out there. How like how long do you stay when you go to a collaboration? Is it we plan a lot of them around other events. So like if we're going to the Great American Beer Festival okay. and it's you, in Denver, you go, okay, gotcha. We'll, we'll pick a day to. We'll either go out a day early or stay a day later, or we'll go there earlier part of the day and then go to the festival later. You know, however it works out schedule wise. And they advertise their to their customers. These guys from Trophy Brewery in North Carolina are here, and here's the beer that we have, and yeah. we're serving it tonight or whatever, and then. That's okay. kind of what we'll do is like if we're going to be out there for. Can I have another one of these? Yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't want it to get away. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We have plenty. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going out there for like a collab, we're going to send some beer out around it. So we typically will put together an event either at OMF or if we're working with our friends at um, Finn's Manor just up the street, we'll go ahead and have OMF beers on draft, trophy beers on draft that night so everybody can go in and enjoy them both together. Okay. Um, the beer won't isn't typically ready for a couple of weeks or even a couple of months after. So, okay. Um, it usually will uh, be released when we aren't there or okay. try to schedule That's it. what I was trying to figure out. Yeah. Okay. Makes we sense. do. We just went out to, uh, I didn't go, but Chris, I guess Les and Sean. So three of us, three of our team went out to Kansas City for a collab with Boulevard. Yes. Um, so we do, you know, we make trips specifically for these things okay. when, when they're appropriate. But mm-hmm. the 
the real benefit, like Chris said, we plan in advance with the recipe, but like there's so much collaboration as far as learning from each other. That's like the real benefit. Like there's not really so much work going on during the collab brew day. It's not like yeah, super manual labor kind of yeah. slave over the, the brew house all day. It's usually hanging out with each other, you know, planning that day where you're going to be together and you can talk about what each other do. And, um, you know, for me, it's always like equipment is exciting, like seeing what people have that especially bigger breweries or breweries of comparable size, seeing what they have, what they're doing, what works for them. Um, and then we can say, like, oh, that that looks awesome or that doesn't look awesome. Let's not get that that kind of thing. Or, yeah. And then, you know, for our brewers, like techniques and ingredients and um, sourcing things, all those things like working with your friends when you know they have great beer like you want to know what they're doing and, and vice I versa love that. i love that about your industry yeah. so much that y'all do there's so much collaboration mm-hmm. it, I, I mean i don't when i go to a brewery like we go visit a, a brewery like uh we brewed a beer with cerebral and they're known for these very crazy um really really delicious ipas and these crazy pastry stouts and things like that but it's open because they know that i'm not going to go there and write down the recipe and go try to brew it and call it something else at trophy i just yeah. want to know you know it's. I want to see how they run their uh, the efficiency of their brew house. I want to see how many members they have on their team. I also want to learn, like, share the information that we've had. You know, bad experiences, good experiences with them, and then vice versa. Yeah. Because Denver's different market than Raleigh is. Sure. And, sure. You know, an IPA that kills in Denver doesn't necessarily kill in Raleigh, and vice versa. I mean, wouldn't that have something to do with like even with the same ingredients you've got? It's grown on different soil sure, the water's yeah. different there's so many like, different what, ways I mean, what, to add them yeah. like learning how someone adds peanut butter or how someone oh, uses coffee mm. like there's a hundred different ways to use coffee in a beer yeah yeah, yeah I like the coffee yeah. <laughs> I'm a big I'm a big coffee drinker if I can get some coffee beer I'm always pretty that's like the perfect combination yeah that's cool um, so how many craft how many craft breweries are there in North Carolina now do y'all know roughly I don't know offhand no. I mean it would be Hundreds or hundreds, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, I mean that number is growing, has grown exponentially <laughs> since y'all started in 2012. Uh, it's not stopping. It's not stopping. It's, but it's, it's not more it's opening not, every but year. What? How? It's odd to me that so many of these breweries are opening and so many of them are successful and so many of them are growing. Um, do y'all do you ever worry about that? Like competition? I think. The growth has slowed. Um, you know, the overall market growth has slowed. Um, the model that is working is the local brewery. People want to go have yeah. their local beer. They want to go to a tap room. You know, they want to want to go to the source and get the freshest beer and get the most exciting, the newest thing. Yep. Um, the breweries that are having a tough time are some of the best in the country, and um, the big regional breweries that are shipping beer all over the country are struggling now because of that. People aren't going to the shop and getting the grocery store, getting the same six pack. You know, yep. every week they're not getting the constitutional anymore. They want to try something new every time, and that's sure. where we were talking about Untapped. People are, you know, just checking off the next beer, next beer, um, whether that's good or bad. Um, yeah, but it it is unfortunate for some of the breweries we we grew up loving. You know, over the past decade or so, yeah. or you know, not doing as well as they were six, seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah, so the large. So it's not not everybody's just you know. In some clothes, I, I mean, know. It's, I mean, it's it, it's yeah. It's like I mean, you don't go to a website for content, and it's the same thing every single day. Yeah, right. You don't go to it anymore. You're like, oh damn, they don't update their. You know, things don't change. There's no evolution. There's nothing new. There's no. You, you're not seeing anybody's growth. So, it, as a brewery, we need to continue to evolve and start doing new things. Yeah. But also, we're like 
creative people. We want to be doing different things all the time. And that's the difference between us and those bigger guys is like we can stop on a dime and turn direction and go yep. in that direction. Yep. Um, those bigger guys, like, I mean, uh, you know, Sam Adams and things like that, when they're pumping out hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of barrels a beer a year, and they're forecasted five, ten years out, like, we're, they have hop contracts five and ten years out. So they're, yeah. they're already committed to buying hops that are, haven't even been grown yet. Yep. You know, and we do that, but on a much smaller scale, so it's a much less of a risk um, to stop and turn. Right. So. Well, it's good to be in a growing market. It is. When you, you, I mean, Raleigh's growing like crazy. The beer scene, the culinary scene, everything here mm-hmm. is just, just really driving a lot of the growth. Um, the culinary scene here has been amazing. Y'all have, by the way, ridiculously good pizza. <laughs> yes. I mean, like... I tell everybody I know that it's like in Raleigh, if I'm like, have you had their pizza yet? They're like, oh, no. I'm like, so it's like you the best to. pizza. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's so good. That's one th- I mean, that's another thing that's, you know, important to us is that uh, as our business, we want to continue to evolve and get better. These guys in the kitchen are the same. I mean, they're always trying to find a better way to produce the best tasting beer possible. Yeah. You know, it's important to them to make sure that the dough has, uh, you know, X amount of hours to prove and make sure that the dough is consistent it's always rising to the same level Um, and we're also using exciting ingredients you know that's one thing that we push with all of our chefs is to get to know those farmers of the farmers market that we know through the beer industry go out there get to know the small farmer who's growing really awesome rutabagas or like a a, a dude that's growing bok choy that you've never had before or something interesting Um, continue to evolve that way you don't get stagnant yeah well the other thing is we hope we build a, a level of trust that we're not in it for a quick cash grab. Like we're not just a factory making beer that yeah. the same beer and tr- overcharging for it. We try to charge a fair price, but we we're in the hospitality business. You know, yeah. we want people to have a good experience when they come to, not just walk up to, you know, a counter that we slapped in front of the brewery and we're just you know slinging beer <laughs> over the top of it. Like we want it to be a comfortable space to hang out in. Um, we want to serve a good product and we want to have great people that give you a good experience. Yeah. You all, so a lot of the places that you, you mentioned, like that are outside of Raleigh that serve your beer, you know them. Do you have, do you have salespeople that go out and present trophies to uh, restaurants and bars around the state or, do, or is it just mainly just through word of mouth? And so people you wanna, locally it's one guy. We have one guy who sells one all of our, one yeah, badass, one badass, uh, who is, which we probably shouldn't say this too much on here. One, he's not for he's not for he's not for hire. Yeah. Okay, anyone who's listening to this, <laughs> okay, he's a maniac. You do not want to. No, he's awesome. So Chris um, Chris Mincy is the guy who handles all of our outside sales. So okay. if it's um, a restaurant in the Triangle or Charlotte or at the beach that you're interested in picking up our beer, they go through him. Okay. He gives them the list of everything that's available. Talk about um, the kind of supply that we're going to have on that particular beer when it's coming out some of the notes on it flavors profiles that kind of thing he shares all that information makes sure that it's handled from top to bottom so okay so restaurants that are around here in the carolinas that are listening they call trophy yeah you get know, in touch with chris cmincy at cmincy there you go yeah. <laughs> uh i mean there i mean you you met i mean who knows i mean are there are there um are there markets you'd like to be in that you don't know many people yet that we could maybe connect you with some people or I don't know. I mean, if we yeah. ever can, yeah. we'd love to. We appreciate got that. We are, uh, you know, we always want to take care of the home market first and that's kind of what we're concentrating on this year. Yeah. We're looking to possibly grow some of our tank space. Yeah. Um, but that's always one of those things that we're like every beginning of the, you know, end of 2019, we're talking about 2020. We're like, let's, let's not spend any more money on steel this year. Let's just focus on what we're doing. But every time then we get January, middle of it, and we're like, 
We probably need more tanks this year. So <laughs> we probably should get more tanks this year. And we've talked about, you know, the triad or going into other markets that we're not in, but we, yeah, we don't have the capacity to do it. And it's, like we said, we're not just going to throw, you know, yeah. bunch of tanks in, in the space. And You uh, guys are happy with your, your um, you're happy with your, the balance you have between running a business well, having children, still growing, but it sounds like you've got a good, good formula for that. I think I'm happy with it. My wife might not be as happy about it. <laughs> She's very patient. So, <laughs> like, like we talked about earlier, we don't like doing the same thing. We don't like drinking the same thing every day. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's the smartest path or what would make us the most successful path. Like, maybe, yeah, but maybe having on how you define success, right? right? For sure. Literally, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Like, people, that's, yeah, people are always asking us, "Why don't you have ten pizza places around the state or around yeah. the country or whatever?" And yeah, because like, that's not what gets us up in the morning. Yeah, we we're so concerned about making sure that people have a great time every time. Yeah, that like being that much further away from it was so much harder to kind of get my head around. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So you were asking me before we started about the shoes. Yes, these things are awesome. They're so badass. And on the box it says uh, Nike by William, which is pretty I know. Awesome. I didn't know I was going to do that. That's, That's pretty funny. Cool. That's funny. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so the deal is, so we'll put, and we'll put that picture on Instagram or whatever, but folks that are listening, there's a, these guys both have a pair of Nike shoes in front of them that we designed um, through Nike, and they say fly on the back. And it, that was a little bit lucky because there's two things happen here. First of all, you can actually go to uh, a website. It's like Nike by you. Mm-hmm. And you can design. You, literally, like, you can pick every panel on here. You pick the color. All right? And you can put three letters on the back. So mm-hmm. most people put, like, their initials or whatever. Sure. We just got lucky with fly. That it worked. You know, we couldn't put schedule fly. It had to say fly, <laughs> which works because that's what all of our stuff says. Anyway, well, so I got that for, like, you know, a dozen of y'all. But the bigger picture here is... Um, you know, we are uh, we are we are talking to Nike about poss- possibly designing a shoe for hospitality because you know the, they just un- unveiled like a couple months ago. I think it was like October they unveiled a shoe for the healthcare industry mm-hmm. because they their thinking was there's a ton of healthcare workers. They're wearing these clogs and stuff that they don't really like the you know how they look, but they have to wear them for utility. And they're on their feet all day. Why don't we design, like, a really cool shoe? And I was like, well, yeah, cool. But why don't you do one for hospitality? Because they're on their feet the same amount. And they're working in, like, kitchens that have slippery floors and they're dirty. And, like, they need wipeable shoes. But they want something that looks cool. Like, you know, know, whether they're the server or particularly the folks in the back, like, they want something that actually, you know, has some style. And it needs to be wipeable. Well, anyway, luckily... One of my good buddies from high school works at Nike, and he's done pretty well there. And I called him. I was like, hey, man, Stuart, like, yeah, what do you think? He's like, it's a pretty good idea. I know the guy who would do that. So he put me in touch with him, and uh, we're, we're talking. That's so, awesome. I mean, I, I told the guy, I was like, look, we got like 300,000 end users. Mm-hmm. They all work at restaurants. They're on their feet all the time. You know, if we work together and build something really cool that looks good but has the utility and the traction and all the stuff they need. Um, so I guess that was like that tells these companies like you have a very engaged user base. And yeah. so they know that if they do something with us, then, you know, the ability to reach those people is is uh, legitimate. Yeah. 
so we're we're talking to them. And, That's uh, pretty but awesome. But meanwhile, they were like, well, you know, if you want, like, you can, you know, we've got this thing where you can. Design. I was like, ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was so much fun designing this. So there you go. So that's the story. So we're working on that. We're working on um, 401k, something we're working on. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we are in very advanced conversations with um, a financial institution, very fast growing bank. They have a, a national presence um, or they're building a national presence, uh, not through branches, but through, you know, sort of online banking. But they look at the restaurant. They're like, "That's like a family." So, yeah. you know, could we do a package? Uh, and they're looking at various different industries that they serve. They're sort of an industry-focused bank. You know, the whole restaurant space is something that is interesting because, you know, there's things they can do for the owner. There's things they can do for the business expansion. You know, financing. There's also free checking they can do for employees. There's also, you know, maybe there's like kitchen staff who don't even have credit. Right. Yeah. Low you know, low limit credit card, right? You know, so it helped them get started to establish credit. So we're, yeah. we're talking to them about that. We're talking to, um, uh, what, what else the other? So 401k banking, Nike, and there's, there's maybe one or two others, but we're trying to, you know, find ways that we can find companies. Oh, f- student loan refinance. That's oh, a cool. huge issue for yeah, so many people yeah. that sure. work in this industry. So but there's companies that, you know, that that's what they do. They, they, enable you to refinance your student loans and so we're talking to a few of them saying look you know there's a lot of people we have you know a ton of millennials that are sitting oh, yeah. on a bunch of student loan debt and they're they're you know they're working in restaurants and, and getting you know, crushed and they're getting crushed yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's debilitating i mean yeah. it prevents them from i mean it just it's hard to you know they're taking a lot of their income and they're having to apply that back and just paying this stuff yeah. off so mm. we kind of thought like what why not? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what will happen with all this, but I mean, so far, so good. Um, that's great. So that's the goal. It would be like a schedule fly benefits or schedule fly reward, like, like what you, maybe like what you get with like a credit card, right? You yeah. get all these things, but very uh, curated mm-hmm. and uh, very specific to a small number of really explicit needs so I, like there don't this isn't like an affiliate thing where there's like 50 things oh you just get a discount it's more like you know this company uh is enabling this really tailored package for you if you want to refinance your student loan mm-hmm. or you know this company is designing a custom shoe or whatever the case may be that's, that's kind of cool. what we're kind of arms deep in right now incredible yeah we definitely have people that are crippled by their student loans on our stuff. It's sure. it's man, it's, it's like a trillion six in student loan debt right it's now, and growing like fast. Yeah, it's, it's insane. And they, you know, they, a lot of these people are winding up with six figures in debt and yeah, a degree that's like, you know, like, or even worse, they're like teachers, like yeah. people who are like making our doing our best to take doing their best to take care of our kids and teaching them the right way, and they have to work two or three jobs. Yeah, to make ends meet. Yeah. It doesn't seem right. So we, uh, man, I, forget. I get like chill. I, I love y'all. I love yeah. you too. I love your team. I, we love the people. We literally do. I mean, so this is like, I mean, like I'm, a, we're after this, like dog after a ball right now. We're That's just, awesome. I mean, it's like, cause building more and more technologies fine, but I mean, our technology works well. It's like, you told me once, I will never forget this. Woody. you came up to me on that patio out there and you said schedule flies one of the one things that we don't have to think about because it always works. It doesn't call it. And, and man, I can't tell you how many times we've talked yeah. about that at schedule fly. That really meant a lot. And it, 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 because everything does, you know, there's always problems. And so we've kind of said like, 
you know, the more technology we add, the more when you scale up technology, there's there's just always opportunities for things to go awry and it cause problems. And we feel like we're solving a basic problem of scheduling communication, but we've got this really large audience of people that you know are really engaged in this stuff. I mean, like, why don't we what figure we out a way to yeah. Uh, like, nope, it's very fragmented. Nobody has buying power, but maybe we can. Boy, you, I don't know. We'll see. That's, That's what awesome. we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> we're working well, we, on it. We appreciate that for sure because, you know, we sitting at 112 employees, there's definitely different needs for all of them, but there are those things that stand out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. What's up, man? <laughs> How you doing? Peace. What kind of beard you get? I got the IPA, but not the trophy Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Cloud surfer. Uh, there's a, okay. If you want to go fast, there's a yeah. trophy one for you. <laughs> We're going to actually, we'll, we'll wrap up here in a second. Um, uh, we still feel that way, by the way. You schedule a fly was a game change for us, 100%. Um, when we when we interview manager candidates, we always ask them, like, do you guys use schedule fly? When we, it's pretty rare these days, but when we hear someone saying, like, no, we just use a spreadsheet or whatatever, we're like, what is wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, what? Are you a caveman? <laughs> you, realize, yeah. you might as well be You're using a like stone tablet. hitting yourself in the head. Like, That's oh. funny. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. We've been, uh, <laughs> we've been real, we're real, we're real thankful. We've, we've done really well in Raleigh. I mean, it's just been a great market for us. The, the independent restaurant scene here is phenomenal. The independent brewery, I just, mm-hmm. it's just a perfect fit. It really is. And y'all, all the, the whole community just collaborates really well you guys are all everybody knows each other everybody has sort of a rising tide lifts all boats you know mentality yeah, yeah. and uh you you have a university here there's just a you know there's just a lot of people that i think really appreciate what y'all and your peers are doing mm-hmm. in terms of being local in terms of buying local products and i mean it just resonates really here so that's really well here so that's it's been good for us i mean it's it's been great that's awesome the, crazy decade ending stat in Raleigh was that the number of bars and restaurants doubled over the decade doubled like doubled in Raleigh <laughs> yeah. yeah good grief so that's amazing. so many great places that's, yeah. yeah yeah well look guys um, y'all are awesome we really appreciate <laughs> it I mean appreciate the time you are. Thank appreciate you, man. the business appreciate all the just love y'all showing us and uh, and I, I kid you not like we have talked about that <laughs> quote I, I mean once a month Wes and I or you know some of us talk about that so I appreciate that it's really been like a it's one of the very few things that people have said to us that we're always like remember what Woody said yeah. like, <laughs> don't get complicated awesome. with this stuff Might be like, first just keep it me. working <laughs> anything else you guys want to wrap about Man, we're looking forward to 2020 for sure. Just um, the the expansion over here should be ready to go by uh, beginning April. Of April, <laughs> beginning of April, and over there at State of Beer, we're looking at like beginning of March for that. So keep an eye out. Oh, There's gonna be to lots back. of new stuff. Yeah, yeah. we're we're glad. So for within 30 days, you're gonna add like uh, over 100, a couple hundred new seats. Yeah, 150 new seats between yeah. the two. That's awesome. No big deal. Yeah, no big in two deal, locations. Right? <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's going to be awesome. It's uh, we can't wait to share those spaces with the people. We're, this, both of those projects have been in works in the works for so long. It's nice. To, it'll be nice to have people in there and and enjoying it like we have. So awesome! Congrats, yeah. guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, appreciate Cheers. it very much. Yeah. Cheers, Bobby. Cheers. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thank you for these shoes. Yeah, these shoes yeah. are awesome. 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 Good deal. Yeah. We'll post a picture on uh, on our Instagram page on the Trophy yeah. Instagram page. So. Do it. Do it. I love it. Woody, Chris. Cheers. Thank y'all. Everybody, thanks for listening. More coming soon. See y'all.